episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get a ton of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash flop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Icehead Gill, and I'm sure the jokes write themselves. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But we're here today not talking about that. We're here to talk about Do Retry. Just a heads up, I know it is written as D-O, but per Tucker, it is pronounced Do, like how Homer Simpson says. But is it, though? We'll get into it. <laughs> I will get into it. But we are joined today by the wonderful Super Dave, or as Akira Toriyama would have called him. Dave Super. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, after that amazing intro, well, first off, I want to congratulate you on your wedding. I don't know if you've had any other guests so far that's been able to do it, so I may be one of the first, but that honor could be there. Well, thank you. That's really kind of you to say. We did get married two weeks ago, uh, me and David. Yes, we are in love. Mm-hmm. Aww. We have adopted. We adopted each other. Yes. <laughs> I like to think he rescued me. <laughs> <laughs> but Super Dave, do you mind telling the audience just a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Howdy, y'all. My name is Dave, and I host the Treehouse Anime Club podcast. So about twice a month, I pick an anime, and I talk about the people who worked on the show and some of the major creative decisions that resulted in that final product. And so my goal is basically to be something like a research primer to get my listeners more interested in learning about the people who work in the anime industry. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And speaking of the anime industry, why don't we hear a little bit about this series and dive into it? Take it away, Jordan. Tell us about the background on the series. This is a dull retry, uh, again, as per Tucker. This was written by Jun Kirarazaka. Notably, they were assistants for uh, Yusei Matsui of Assassination Classroom and Daijiro Nonoi of uh, The Last Sayuki, which is an episode that you can listen to, listeners. So you know how yeah. that manga turned out, <laughs> just by saying that. <laughs> this guy's other works include, oh boy, Bone Collection. <laughs> oh, fucking Bone Collection. That is our 10th episode. Maxi B list says here that it is a good bad manga. I disagree. I think it is a bad bad manga. Mm-hmm. Well, all manga is bad. That manga sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that manga did an exceptional job of sucking. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's about a guy who can pull bones out of his fiance's chest to create weapons. Uh, it sucks. It's badly written. Yep. Anyway, we're not talking about that, thankfully. We're talking about do or do retry this ran from uh the 7th of may 2023 to the 17th of september 2023 it replaced ginka and luna my friends that is another shonen flop episode the series that replaced it was uh two on ice which is still going and it started at the same time as tenmaku cinema which is like the previous or was that two episodes ago no i i think that was the most recent thing we covered okay yeah yeah, listeners, we took it, as you probably may have known, we took a little break because of that whole me getting married thing. So yeah. our sense of time is a little wibbly wobbly for this yeah. recording. Point is, that is one of the most recent episodes we did. Please listen to it. It's a good episode. It also started at the same time as Kill Blue and New Age Exorcist, two manga that are still going on. Yeah, we covered a series by Kill Blue, <laughs> Robot Laser Beam. Oh my God, that guy. All right. Wait, real quick. Oh, that's that guy? Oh yeah. So Super Dave, you know what Robot Laser Beam is. Never, never mind. All right. I love doing the joke where, what do you think? think robot laser beams about and nobody guesses golf no one ever has been right and then jordan how long did the series run for this went for 19 chapters and two volumes uh although there's a little bit of a question of whether or not it'll be stretched to three i think it wasn't but listeners you can let us know if it was three but our gut is it was a two it was two and one one was just a thick boy yeah but you know what forget about that like it's easy to forget about this manga because we're getting into the plot hell yeah it's the 40s in Japan, and Alzora Okami's dad is a boxer who never gives up thanks to his strong heart. I mean, until he had to go to war, of course. After Japan loses and their mother is killed in a bombing raid, Alzora is left to look after his sister Akari, who contracts TB. Since they're now orphans, the kids are unable to afford medical treatment, so Alzora runs to the wreckage of their house to find something to pawn. Just then, he is discovered by the Shue gang who beat the 
the shit out of him and steals his mother's wedding dress. Alzorda tracks them down to take it back, and they beat the shit out of him again. But damn, he just keeps getting back up because he's got a strong heart. He just takes a licking and keeps on ticking, and that's his whole character. Alzorda finally lands a right hook on one of the bad guys, and then a gunshot goes off. It was fired by the uh, Shuei Gang's boss, Yuka, a woman with an eye patch. Turns out that she sees potential in Alzorda, so she shows him that she sponsors boxing matches and wants him to compete before giving him enough money to get his sister health care. Uh, <laughs> Americans can relate to that feeling. Unfortunately, she needs extended treatment, which is more than he can afford. So he, he goes back to Yuka. She tells him to join their fighting ring and introduce him to Kuroiwa. We find out later is one of the five brights, which would have mattered if the series went on for more than 19 chapters. God, Popcorn I always love when they set up this like this thing? league and then it doesn't matter because the series ends too quickly. It's so good. I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a thing for all of like two pages and then one chapter. The initial guy he meets with the scar over his eyes, one of them. That's why it kind of matters. Yeah, well, that's that's Kuroiwa. That's who I just. Yeah, he's a cool yeah. dude. I thought he was gonna be like a mentor figure to the kid. It's like, no, he just throws him into a fight. By the way, when Jordan said TB, TB is tuberculosis. Azora first has to fight a Yakuza guy to steal his membership card to get into the gang or something. I like it was just very tightly regulated. I don't understand. It's like you can join our gang, but you need a membership card, or is it their boxing ring? It was. It's it's all very confusing. Then he meets his first opponent, Kuno Izumi, a Yakuza. I do want to say, uh, the guy that he fights is a immediately killed by the Yakuza gang. They just shoot him in the head for losing. I thought that was kind of cool, though. It was. I thought it was metal. There was death in this series. It got, got kind of cold-blooded at some points. I'll talk about Missile in where it could have gone, but I think this should have been the settings. Yeah. And I think it was just too limited by its audience. But yeah, then he meets his first opponent, Ikuna Izumi, a Yakuza bodyguard who beats up his own little sister and has one arm that's way beefier than the other one. I feel like everybody has to immediately go to a jack off joke, right? Right. Oh, like, yeah. I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, man, how do you get that one arm beefy than the other one? Yeah. He could have just been a professional arm wrestler. I feel like that would have been a probably better call for him. Azura defeats him and he joins their gang so his gang doesn't kill him. Azura's next match is against Nujimura, a creepy guy who sh literally, he literally does heroin. He just straight up injects heroin into himself. I don't understand how Shonen Jump lets them show, them, show that. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, and it makes him stronger. Nijimura reveals that he was in Azura dad's company and that his dad actually killed everyone except for him. Nijimura deserted to escape and wants revenge. Oh, to be clear, when I said company, I meant like military company, you know, like. Yeah, he wasn't. He just didn't fucking shoot up his office. <laughs> Azura can't do anything against him because he doesn't have any special moves. Literally, he doesn't have any special techniques. This is like, <laughs> literally, that's why. Secret technique, counterpunch. <laughs> so Izumi and his sister sneak into Yuka's room and steal a book on techniques written by his dad. This allows Azura to defeat Nujimura, who tells him that he last saw his dad while getting shot a billion times for cheating with drugs. Azura and Yuka ride the train to his last known location, where Yuka reveals that his father, Yui, is her stepbrother. They were stuck living in her parents' rich house until Yuka decided she wanted to leave. So Yui fought off a ton of their adult bodyguards, but was unable to stop Yuka's mom from stabbing her in the eye with a piece of bamboo. It just seems like you're living in this rich, wonderful house, and then one day, your your little sister's like, ah, I just, I just want to leave. I'm kind of mad at my mom, and fuck it, we ball. Then all of a sudden, you gotta fight off like a billion dudes, and then she just gets stabbed in the eye by her mom. God, I just, uh, popcorn super Dave. Alzora and Yuka then discover Yui, who has become so full of guilt that he thinks no one should ever do anything, and everyone should just give up, as you do. I feel that. Yeah, he's not even going to see his daughter who's currently dying of TB because, oh, what's the point? <laughs> fucking, come on. Yeah, come on, man. Alzora challenges him to a boxing match to prove that having a strong heart matters. On the day of the match, Yui appears and splits the ocean with his fist because he's basically boxing Jesus now. Insane. <laughs> Straight out of, like, some shit out of Baki, right? Yeah. It was exactly out of Baki. If only. 
if only, yeah. So after an incredibly stupid match, Alzora punches him in the face, and his dad realizes that maybe you should have, maybe you shouldn't give up on literally everything. And so he decides, yeah, I should go see my daughter. Thankfully, she was able to hold on just long enough until the U.S. developed the medicine, the magical cure for tuberculosis. Oh, thank God. And she got better thanks to Yuka pulling some strings with money. It pays to have a rich aunt, am I right? It does. I feel like Alzora should have seen it as a bigger deal that this woman was his aunt. I don't know. It just... Step aunt, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Step aunt, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, anyways, flash forward to modern day and Alzora's grandson, Taiga, is working for a really shitty corporation when he learns that his grandpa just died. So to make a bad day worse, Taiga decided that he wanted to be a cobbler, but he originally gave that up for the financial security of said shitty company. Then he's shown a video of one of Alzora's boxing matches, and that encourages him to actually pursue his cobbling career. So he decides to quit his job and devote his life to making shoes. Also, this guy vapes. <laughs> Not only the first manga in Shonen Jump to show heroin use, but also to show someone vaping. You made that a very specific point, yeah. I think there was also a, a clip in that video where Alzorda literally walked up to Taigo when he was making shoes, and he's like, you should devote your whole life to making shoes. You should do it. You're good at it. Keep doing it. Yeah, and it's the first chapter of probably a much more interesting <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get into the characters. I thought it was more like a general inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to read it again to figure out I'd rather not do that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's not retry reading this. Hey! Uh, but we don't have to talk about the characters. So, oh. Super Dave, do you mind telling us about the main character of the series? Well, to start off, we have our main man, Aozora Okami. He is a little Japanese boy, but he is filled with tenacity. Okay, I see that, like, the notes kind of... And he, yeah, he does kind of remind me of Gon. Like, he never goes down. This is one stubborn kid. People are familiar. Gon is the main character of Hunter Hunter, and he just gets his ass beat so much in the first Hunter part Hunter, of the series, yeah. and he just refuses. It's like, there's literally a part where it's like you have to surrender, and Gon is like, I am going to die over surrendering during this fight, and his opponent is like, fuck, dude, you're crazy. Okay, I'm out. Mm -hmm. They keep commenting on how it's really creepy that he keeps getting up. Like, there's a point where um, I think a few boxers start feeling like they're fighting the undead, which I think is actually kind of the coolest thing yeah. that happens in the series. Yeah. They're just punching him, and then they just imagine, like, all these skeletons rising to the grave as he keeps getting up. Right? They literally have zero discussion of the repercussions, though, of how badly he's treating his body, though. True. Although they do weirdly try and justify it later that, like, the reason he keeps getting up is because his body just instinctively moves to slightly dodge all of the punches. I think that's what they were trying to do. Which is a real technique. Yeah. But there are sometimes he gets hit very unquestionably, gets hit explicitly directly. Like he got hit and gets knocked into a wall. Like, how did he slightly dodge that if that was the after effect? He dodged mm -hmm. the wall, David. <laughs> he turned his body such that the wall simply glanced off of him. <laughs> God. But yeah, there's not much character to him. I think he no. literally has no arc in this series. Really like no one in the series does. No, it's kind of. But as the protagonist, it's most scrutinized. Yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about him very much. He's not super interesting. His whole thing is just like, I have a strong heart. And we, as long as I have a strong heart, I can keep standing up. Yeah. And then Jordan, do you mind telling us about his best friend, quote unquote, Akuna, the big arm guy? Uh, so this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Beats the shit out of his sister. He beats the shit out of his... So this sucked. This, yes. this, uh, this annoyed the shit out of me. Oh. So, like, he became a Yakuza, like, uh, bodyguard to make money and support his sister. But he, he just abuses the shit out of his sister. Like, his little sister shows up to give him, like, lunch. And he just, like, knocks it out of her hand and, like, punches her. And then, after he loses, he's like, I just didn't want her in this life. And I tried so hard to protect her that I wound up hurting her. And, like, no, Fuck you, dude. You can't do that. No. Wow, we've never seen the abuser blame the victim for why he's abusing them before. Crazy. You No, here's the thing. You made me hit you. You can do that if there's some kind of neglect. You can do that if, like, if you're neglecting your little sister, if you're kind of cold to your little sister, kind of mean, I can see that, you know. You can't do that when you're punching your little sister in the face. You yeah, can't. And as a boxer with a super arm. You can. Yeah. Oh, God. No, it is. That is fucked. You can be cold to your sister, but don't cold clock your sister. No. Yeah. He could have just slapped the food out of her hands and like walked away. That would have been plenty. Or he could just yell at her and tell her to leave, you know, or something like that. But like as soon as Alzorda beats him, he's like, ah, oh, man, I was a jerk. And then him, he just becomes a really good big brother. No, fuck you. I hate you. 
Mm -hmm. I think he has such a weird gimmick as well to be a lasting character. Like, if he had had in our fight, what was he really going to do to evolve? Was it going to be like, oh, now he can use both hands or something stupid? (laughs) It's just such a stupid gimmick for a character that sticks around. Yeah, and they try and do, like, the thing where, like, his special move is that he can dislocate his right shoulder so he can punch longer. Which, like, dude! Speaking of career enders, yeah. That's stupid. Speaking of career enders! And then speaking of career enders, we have Yuka Okami. Spoiler alert <laughs> with that last name, if you hadn't listened to the plot summary somehow. She's the boss, not the big boss. She tries to have like that dummy mommy energy that we've seen a lot of strong women have. But I, I, it didn't, I don't know why it just didn't really sell it on me. I think it was just trying too hard. Well, she had nothing going for her, kind of. She was just like, yeah. oh man, like the characters in this series are just so bland, it's hard to talk about them. She's also supposed to be this bad bitch, but you don't actually ever see her doing anything. Like, you don't actually see any Yakuza behavior. Like, she takes pity on the guy who lost. And I thought she'd be like, ah, it's just the rules of the game. She's like, no, let me uh, save him ambiguously so his friend doesn't die. For quote unquote friend. Like, I, I don't know. I just like, you never see her just like shoot someone in the head that's like pissing her off or something to sell that she is still this Yakuza boss. No, I mean, this has, um, I'll get into it with why it failed, but this has a typical flopped manga disease of making everybody around the main character weirdly too nice, like bizarrely too caring. Mm-hmm. I just love that's a step on. It's such a s- strange twist. What a bizarre twist. <laughs> I don't understand why they were step siblings either. It almost feels like, why didn't you reveal this? And also, and again, Alzorda didn't really seem to care that this was his aunt very much. No. I feel like that should have been a bigger deal to him. Yeah, your mom died. This is the first relative you've seen in like 10 years. Yeah. I just, whatever. Oh, we're going to keep going. Uh, Jordan, That also, you didn't know about. Yeah. And then Jordan, I saw you tossed in a section on his dad. What did you want to talk about with boxing Jesus? Dude, his dad. So the thing about his dad is like, there's this really weird subplot where he's like, yeah, I turned my entire ideology around because um, pushing my military group to not give up caused them to turn on me or one guy turned on me and pull out a sword. And so I had to kill everybody in my group. I don't understand what happened there. It's very confusing. But yeah, after that, he was just like, and now I believe that giving up is the most important thing. And like suddenly he just I mean, let's just go into why it failed. This is the next thing anyway. Can I, I just. All right. So I think that makes sense, Jordan. So let's let's start taking tearing this series apart. Jordan, I know I know you really enjoy this series, so I appreciate you making the sacrifice and saying what you didn't like about it. So what really stood out to you as some negatives? Well, to continue with what I was saying <laughs> about his dad. His dad, oh my god. Uh, First of all, like, the most generic, brain-dead, like, fucking ideological shift here. He's like, no, never give up. And then it's like, oh man, now we should always give up. Only give up, you know? Like, never try and do anything. It seems like trying to never care about anything and believing that giving up is most important has turned him into boxing Jesus. Yeah. It's it's the first real instance of just total magic in this series. It's such a stupid thing, too. It's like, yeah, you're right. Being really determined and dedicated has absolutely no non-military purposes. Your entire ideology can only be used for evil. It's also like not even remotely an interesting argument in any way. There's like nothing supporting him or anything because it's like, dude, we're watching you ignore your dying daughter. You're all alone. You're trying to fight your son. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just so. It's just the depths of depression, man. Like that's that's the only kind of minuscule justification I can see. Like this guy is just so depressed and broken by fighting a war. Like, but even then, that's still he still sucks. Yeah, they just didn't sell that at all. It's also that's a good thing about the wars. No, they didn't really make good use of this post-war setting. Like it's such a cool setting, and then they kind of ignore it for almost everything. Like besides, like kind of the excuse plot. I don't know how much the World War post-World War II setting actually mattered to the series. I think it mattered for the first chapter. Doesn't. Yeah, I also want to say, man, this art, we talked about in our chat, um, and Super Dave, I'd still love, because I know you also seem to have an art background like Jordan. Oh boy. That you need to have bulletproof anatomy to make a boxing manga work. Like, this is the most important genre to have good anatomy. When you were talking about how, like, a centimeter is a difference between Mm -hmm. winning and losing a fight, you cannot have these bad proportions that this offer clearly has not mastered human proportion. No. I mean, this is the guy who did Bone Collection. 
Yeah, not not at all. Yeah, I just yeah, dude. Is dude, what's your take on the art? I can ignore small details, but then we started sharing things of like, okay, this is blatantly off. And yeah, you can do a little bit of squash and stretch to sell a scene. So some of the more high impact punches where it's like, yes, this is exaggerating for like the emotions of the match. But even just like the most basic details, the was just was just off. Something about this entire manga was just off consistently. I think something that stood out to me was if you notice the body seems to be drawn in a different style than the faces where the faces have this like very traditional like shonen jump house style and then the bodies have like this weird like oh god yes yeah I don't know a good way of describing it and you guys are probably smarter than me it kind of almost feels like it's Greek inspired or kind of looks like those Greek vases like Hercules they kind of look like they're from the Hercules style but the faces look like normal anime oh, characters okay. which also makes all the characters look super weird you're talking about the very like weirdly thick lines and stuff and like mm-hmm. there is like this weird uh simple like geometric kind of thing that just comes off more it comes off more that the author can't draw bodies than it does like an intentional style to be honest like <laughs> no one draws like that on purpose. Mm-mm. Could make a whole make like an interesting style doing stuff like that. This guy does not do it. Again, it comes off like he's just fucking up. Which he is. Which he is. Mm-hmm. No, I I mean the art is just very unimpressive. There are brief moments where I think it's kind of interesting. Like um the guy who shoots heroin which makes him better at fighting. Oh god, that guy. Oh my god, first of all, what a weird-ass fucking character. He shoots up, and then his eyes just get really, like, weirdly, like, turned, like, 90 degrees, almost, yeah. on either side. In my head, he turned into, like, a Pokemon. Yeah, I feel like it was supposed to represent him turning into, like, a fox or something. Like, I don't know. But why? <laughs> I don't think the author did either. I don't know. It just made him look creepier. I also kind of found that kind of one of the better things that happened with the art just because it was interesting, kind of. Yeah. And then Super Dave, was there anything else that stood out to you as negatives about the series we haven't brought up? I just have a lot of issues with the actual just martial arts consistency. Like, really, you can have, I understand that boxing, drawing boxing, and setting up fight choreography is hard, but, like, this is the most basic fight choreography ever. It's just trading punches, and then there's no sense of scale in the arena. There's no, like, sense of flow, really. And even, like, a lot of the, there's not a lot of fights, but it just devolves into who can take the most punches. And there's also just, if the boxing rules in this arena, which could have been interesting, sort of I'll talk about that later. The boxing rules are just anything goes in this series, then what is there to like ground this conflict? Yeah. There, there's no setup of stakes. No one's gambling on these fights, apparently. It's just the, like the fight money. Or there's really like nothing really to ground the fights. So it's just evolving into face punch. Well, now hold on, because on the flip side, that is true. But then they disqualify Nijimura for shooting up. So there are rules, apparently. There are rules in this series. He just ignored them. Yeah, but no one gave a shit. <laughs> well, they shoot him to death, and then they're like, the rules in this fight are ironclad. They are sacred. And it's like, what? But you just showed us how people mm-hmm. are cheating all the time. What are you talking about? In addition... Not to mention the very first fight. Yeah! Steel plate and thumbtacks? Yeah, a guy like puts a... Perfectly yeah, fine. puts a metal plate in his glove yeah but also um yeah this series i've talked a lot about like um some of the common things that flops do and the series runs into it pretty bad all right uh so main character you know he starts out and people look down on him but man this one like shady kind of cool person you know looks at him and she's like i see this uh secret power in you and for no reason becomes very uh supportive of him he gets kind of an older sibling figure in uh you know that guy with the scar who i don't care about yeah who just again weirdly very supportive towards him for no reason no reason at all mm. and i don't know this series just completely loses steam yeah after the first chapter easily but here's the thing i think the first few chapters were also weirdly paced like i think chapters one and two should have been combined because he doesn't actually have a boxing f- match or even set up to have his first fight in the first chapter yeah the series was like he had a lot of artificial structure to make the series last, but there isn't really a plot. It's just look for your dad and get money for your sister. And that's how you can tell why none of the characters have any growth, because they don't have any motivation to change during the fight. And when they have character traits that are inconvenient, like the one arm guy doesn't beat his sister anymore. They just drop those elements because the author doesn't know how to do any character right. Oh, God. I think it's really funny how when he's fighting his dad, he's like, I've met so many people who can help me. They show, like, (laughs) very few people. (laughs) 
I know that panel. One of the panels is just a dude that he saw. Yeah. In like one panel. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. man, you met like nobody because this manga got canceled. God, I have one last thing is also speaking of that, the series is about determination, not giving up. But when he's trying to find a super move, he literally finds a guide of making like a super move. So he didn't even come up with the super move on his own. Boxing for dummies. Yes. He stole a guide that was written by his dad. And also, he stole it from Yuka, who blatantly sees in one panel, she sees the manual, says nothing about it. Like, it doesn't matter that he stole it. Why yeah. wasn't she showing it to him? What is happening there? Like, why? Why? You know what would have been really cool is if they had to, like, find the vault and it was his dad's birthday. And he's like, that's such a weird coincidence. <laughs> and actually, that would have mm. been a really cool detail about how they were siblings. Yeah. Or something like that. Or like there's a picture like, oh, this kind of looks like my dad when he's I or I don't know. It's, it's sorry. That's definitely we're thinking of good ideas. Why don't I get into what it did? Well, so we alluded a little bit, but there's actually some very cool visual imagery in this series. So you can tell that the author actually can draw cool things in very, very specific circumstances. You know, like the skull imagery, the drug use kind of looks kind of cool. But to quote David, drug use is kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> Suicide is badass, yeah. as they say, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a point reading this. I was like, is this not bad? And then it got really shitty again. But there were a few chapters like, oh, it's kind of getting fun. But I, I, I don't know. Super Dave, Super Dave, what was something that you think you actually enjoyed about the series? Well, like we've said a couple of times, I found this initial premise to be very engaging. We have a couple of potential yikes, of course, with the post-World War II, but with some proper care, it really could have been handled well. And there were some really interesting points brought up in that first chapter of how does a kid, you know, earn money for his sick sister in a society that's just so overwhelmed with tragedy that like the doctor is just literally turning him away. I was like, wow, that's a line straight out of Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. So like there was some really compelling stuff early on. And even in the later chapters, I thought, okay, we could do boxing superpowers, even if it's like the very end. It was like a little, okay, we can have a guy who's really fast about something or really has a secret technique. So there there was some interesting parts were set up. And then I did like that there was enough placement of general boxing terms to kind of get the audience comfortable. So you have like the end boxer and the out boxer. That's like the basic thing, like long range versus close range. They started to go into techniques like the counter punch and then like the innate thing of he just absorbs hits or he just instinctively moves his body to absorb hits and they kind of give his sister a little bit of credit of well maybe because his sister beat him up all the time he could just take hits better yeah but there was there was some groundwork here their foot game was pretty decent foot game was pretty decent yeah at some points it kind of felt like this was uh punch out the manga oh that's my six word summary you'll see mm -hmm. yeah I think the problem was is that the initial setting was too realistic and mature like you can't make a tb dying sister I agree. Post-World War II Japan and then have it be a, like fucking try and make it Eyeshield 21 style where everything is Coco Bananas superpower land. <laughs> <laughs> it had too big of it. Like, can you imagine if Eyeshield 21 was like football's the only way I can get out and like my mom is my brother's in jail. My mom, you know, just got beat, you know. Oh, but you know, oh, that guy, he can stop time for half a second. and He turns into a laser demon or something. And you're like, no, yeah. it's, it's just you, you got to pick a lane. And this guy fucked up too bad at this start for what he wanted the tone of the series to be. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird tonal whiplash that makes it really difficult to uh, figure this series out. This is supposed to be uh, what it did well. I don't care. Yeah, we, this series sucks. It doesn't the matter. The series is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I do think it's kind of an interesting setting. I wish it did more with it. It doesn't. Yeah, I do have to say one positive. I do appreciate that they actually didn't fuck around and his dad actually did go crazy and kill all those people. Like, it wasn't like they didn't try and excuse it. Yes. They were like, no, he actually lost his mind. Did they? Yeah, he actually did kill all those people. Yeah, but it was like justified and... No, his his justification made no sense. No. I think any reasonable expectation, you would say he absolutely lost his mind. He just tried to rationalize how he was losing his I, mind. I honestly, I got to tell you something. I don't really understand what happened there. That is like, it's really hard to follow. Oh, are you saying that, wow, someone with hard to follow logic excusing their action isn't a sign they were mentally unwell with what they did? No, I get that, but I don't know what the manga was trying to tell me with that. I don't know if they were trying to say, oh, look how hard it is to follow this this guy's logic or if the manga believed his logic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't understand what this manga was trying to tell me with that. 
I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I think I know some people who are much better at thinking of logic. So why don't we get into where it could have gone? So Super Dave, as the most logical Dave in this recording, what would you say are some things you would have changed about the series to have made it a hit? Ooh, thank you. Well, I had two general ideas just based on the direction it was going, but they're both kind of going in the same direction. So my solution-ish was just lean into the ridiculousness. Well, as this manga basically goes into like the superpower direction anyways, I, there, there's a classic trick in sports series of just make a certain technique appear like a superpower. It's everything from Hajime no Ippo being the obvious one to what's the what's the volleyball one? Uh, Haikyuu. I mean, Aishil 21 is entirely based on this. We just talked about Aishil 21. Dead gummit, I just babe. fucking love <laughs> I just love Aishil 21 so much. Yeah. So yeah, go kind of go that route of just make the every technique a shown in superpower. So it's not only are you teaching something about the sport, but it's also you know in a fun way. And you can also kind of play with physics. The next one, just because of the original setting and this was well, similar to how uh, David said earlier, this probably should have been a seinen manga or at least something in a different magazine. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like Jump Giga or older or like an older Shonen like Jump Plus magazine like where Baki started. And my original thing was I'm a big fan of Baki, Baki the Grappler, yeah. Baki Do. Like it's, I'm, I'm a big fan of Baki. Baki's amazing. It's amazing. It's the best manga, martial arts manga ever. It, it is. My personal bias. But I mean, look, here's here's the pitch. You already have this whole Yakuza slash underground arena deal set up, so that didn't really have to, you could just lean into that. Is there a champion? Is there like a goal to reach beyond money? Like you could have had more in that arena set up. And then it's just, just take the ridiculous. Everything happens in Baki. Like you can have this kid and clearly there's no weight classes in here. Yeah. Yeah, they never, ever discuss the immense weight class differences in these fights. So just have them fight increasingly ridiculous dudes. Well, here's the thing. If it was like Baki, then he would have to start pissing everywhere. I don't read Baki, but I'm, sh I'm sure that makes sense in context, right, Jordan? It does. It does. Yes, you can. Uh, that is an, uh, that is an actual legit defense in Baki. <laughs> Look it up. But you can you can actually just lean into the ridiculousness. There's clearly like anything goes nature in this arena, then kind of lean into that. And I'm not going to say like this should have gone like the more martial ultra route. You can still keep it into boxing. And there is a way to, I think, keep it appropriate for Shonen Jump. But this could have been like the Shonen Jump boxing Baki sort of deal. That's kind of what I was thinking. Just make it ridiculous and kind of make everything else just rotate around the underground arena. So here's the thing. I'm kind of almost going to, I'm going to kind of go the opposite route. I agree, though. Absolutely. That it should have either gotten more ridiculous or less ridiculous. It is in a I, really bad place right now. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to take the side, I'm going to take the side that I think it should have gotten more realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the situation of being in post-World War II Japan is itself crazy enough. Like, that is such an interesting setting that if you just made it more realistic and focus more on the hardship of living in that time, I think that could really help it. Like, True. there's a moment at the beginning of, like, the second chapter where Al Zorda goes back to Yuka and he's like, look, I was I was trying to work really hard. I only can make back this much money. I want to I want to give this back to you because, like, I want to pay you back because I don't want to be in debt to the Yakuza kind of. How about you show us what he had to do to make that money? What kind of things did he have to do True. and what could he what work could he find? Because like aside from just kind of showing how much he has to work, that also goes towards world building. It shows what it's like to live in that era, in that time. But after the first chapter, it may as well just almost like take place in modern day. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it just it does nothing with the setting. And I, I, I agree with you, Jordan. I think this setting, you can't have a superpower like crazy time sports series when the backdrop is reconstruction after World War Two. Yeah, it's just too serious a setting for this. It's probably why Demon Slayer likewise is set in pre World War Two, where it really wouldn't have made a difference, but they wanted to avoid all the World War Two stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Because often I forgot it mm -hmm. said like 1920. Something I think that would have been cool is what if they had swapped the gender? Like they talk about his sister is actually way more physically powerful than him. So like what if it was about female boxing, yeah. which is I, I cannot name a female boxing series. And I don't know how I don't know. It just seems like that would have been an interesting way to make it different than other boxing manga uh, just by that. I mean, as it stands, the fact that his little sister is stronger than him in the first chapter does not matter even remotely. It, it means nothing. It is completely irrelevant. They do nothing with it. Yeah, it never comes up. No. I mean, the idea is supposed to be that it, it, despite him being weaker, he has a strong heart. I, I have no idea. This series was stupid. Can we get into miscellaneous fucking? Yeah. 
Uh, I kind of actually, speaking of Aishul 21, the fact that he learned how to take hit because he got his ass beat kind of reminds me of how Aishul 21, where the main character learned to run really effectively because he constantly was being bullied and had to run errands for people. <laughs> and it just kind of felt like a similar oh, origin yeah. story for their super technique. Yeah. Uh, Aishul 21 <laughs> so much better than this. God, I reread it recently and I can say it holds up. I shield twenty. I would say that I shield twenty one is better than this. I shield twenty one is better than most manga that I've ever read. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan with a straight facing. I shield twenty one is good and realizing how absolutely stupid that is. The fact like that's a take at all. Yeah. Well, that I shield twenty one is better than this is what yeah, I suggest. <laughs> fucking Antarctica no takes shit. I shield. <laughs> I still love how it's fucking yeah. just the combination where you say the author of Doctor Stone and the artist of One Punch Man made American football series and shonen jump and it was amazing and if you didn't know no one would believe you that that's a real manga it's so good oh my god oh god super dave did you have any miscellaneous thoughts i just have one speaking of demon slayer you know you had this secret technique what was it bakaju tengen or something that sounds right it was such a weird just suddenly out of nowhere like secret technique counterpunch just that that just sticks in my brain yeah just so much of this manga happened off screen like oh yeah Al's, by the way Alzora can actually punch through steel plates now he's like Alzora basically turns into punisher off screen yeah <laughs> oh also actually speaking of punches with the the masturbation guy his reach is slightly longer <laughs> but his reach yeah. is now consistently longer so why speaking didn't he of... just use the exact technique of like being another like three inches behind instead of getting his ass very severely beaten like i i it feels like he could very easily have adapted to now knowing how his opponent has a slightly longer reach now i think what they were trying to say is that he's yeah. actually a really shitty boxer but because his arm is so powerful from of course yeah. all the jerking off he just knocked out all his opponents before his lack of skill ever mattered basically yeah but i want to talk about how this series has the most shoehorned in title drop i've ever seen <laughs> what is this some sort of dough retry oh my god it was literally like i need to do a yeah. do or die retry or, or as you would say a yeah. do retry <laughs> which you know also makes me question whether tucker's right in saying that it's dough retry because it seems like it's literally saying oh my god so Tucker actually has addressed this. So I'm going to read it now. So he says, weirdly enough, the do in the title is not supposed to be the English word do, but is rather supposed to pronounce more like the English word do. Uh -huh. From what I can find online, con the country character in do retry is a play on the words do kyu, which in the Japanese is for a dreadnought class battleship, some sort of World War II reference. Uh, it seems to be in our case of the series title being too high concept. The big explanation of that title in one of the last chapters is completely different from what is written in the Japanese. That makes sense. And I want to get into how I thought this was a bad oh. English translation. This translation sucks. This did not feel like a professional translator. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's done better work, but it really I was very underwhelmed by the quality of this translation, especially when we found a very blatant typo where in the last chapter, they say he was born in 1920. Homeboy is 14 years old in 1945. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Whoops. So, yeah, it's just weird to shit, but it's like, dude, you were a professional translator. Like, this was like, I get the series kind of suck, but like, you could have tried. <laughs> Oh, 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 David, I think this guy needs to oh. do a retry. We need to do over. Hey. Oh. That actually reminds me how I kind of had like a an honorary six word summary where I wanted to say do or do not. There is no retry, but that's way longer <laughs> than six words. Yeah. And I was like, I, there's literally impossible to make that six words. So also, though, uh, before we get into the final verdict, let's get into some thoughts from Maxi B, where they say the bombing of Tokyo occurred on the 9th and 10th of March 1945, resulting in over 100,000 civilian deaths and a million people rendered homeless. Same amount injured with some 16 square miles of Tokyo destroyed. A war crime, a horrific wound upon Japan and reportedly the most destructive bombing in human history mm -hmm. and that's what our protagonist survived tuberculosis was such a prevalent and dangerous threat in japan that by the 1950s it was known as their national disease with 15 percent of all deaths in that time period related to tuberculosis jeez I know this is the most depressing Maxi B fun facts. Oh, These are unfun facts. No. Before the bombing, Azora made money helping poorly at a munitions factory, a fairly common but bit of enforced work under the emperor during World War II for civilians, but not one that stops them from being civilians. Yeah. 
Um, the Shuei Gang in Chapter 1 are part of a long-standing tradition in Shueisha published manga of inserting the company name into various groups. Oh, God, gangs, I didn't even pick or, up on that. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> And so on. Once yeah. you know about it, you'll spot it yeah. everywhere, so we'll have to keep oh. an eye on that. I'm just, uh, you know, Maxi says this happens a lot, but why is this the first time Maxi P's ever noted this fact? So, hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Maxi P. The neon signs that we see actually were created in roughly 1910. So, like I mentioned in Demon Slayer, I believe neon signs played a part in that series. So, it's actually not that weird to be seeing them in this time period. And then I've seen fitness folks claim online you can gain about an inch of muscle on your arm over a week through maybe taking for your life increases that. How would I ever test that? <laughs> Come on, get serious. <laughs> I also want to say adding an inch of diameter to your arm probably takes more than a week. Like, for instance, having 22 inch arm diameter is about what Arnold Schwarzenegger had. So I don't think the average person could get that in a matter of months. My gosh. To be clear, the canonical reason for why uh, that guy has a stronger arm uh, isn't because he jerked off, but because he dug through uh, a trench for like a week using one arm. And that yeah. is yeah. that is like one of the first instances of where it's just like, oh, that's just magic. That's just magic. But it's just the Jesus punches, really, when the offer just didn't give a fuck anymore. No, that's when he just didn't give a fuck anymore. But like that was why did the water not recede after he did that? He was out the door at that point. Oh, none of it made sense. <laughs> All right. But you know, what does make sense. Our final verdict. So let's dive into it. Right. What's that? We had a very special community event where everyone said in alliterations for the entire alphabet. I'm very sorry. I did not have time to organize it. You can read it My in the God. discord um, because also that meant we had like 56 word summaries and we did not have time to read all those live. So, mm -hmm. Jordan, I'm going to take the first half. Can you read after Meru? Yeah, just because there's about 26 of these. So let's get started from Tucker. Interesting setup. KO'd after one round. Maxi B. Don't retry. Am I right? OK. Ooh, very good. Don't retry to be clear. Don't. Or a paladin. Boxing manga is a Shida no Jover. Blah moo moo. Better second effort. Do retry again. Bump bump lolly. Having a strong heart solves everything. Chemi Chems. That ending was the biggest punch. Diego. Mangaka should do retry, not bone collecting. That read like an Evangelion. Yeah. Uh, you like cannot retry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Digi Z said we bombed Japan. This bomb too. Dude rocks. How is Yakuza oh. boxing this boring? <laughs> yeah. oh, Glomac, Iron Spawn. Do retry writing the bad guys. Gray Potter. <laughs> boxing for Yakuza. Do not retry another Evan. That's now that was Evangelion. <laughs> 100% Evangelion. That's good. That's good. Captain Clueless, a real swing and a miss. Lord Anubis, never seen such a drastic nose dive. And then Jordan, why don't you finish up? Fair. So Meru, uh, in parentheses, Francisco. Gaslighting underage non-combatant demanding abdication mentality. <laughs> Portal Man, it's not as popular as wrestling. That's true. Man, what if this was a manga about uh, Alzorda becoming a professional wrestler? Honestly, better manga. Red Blade, a stubborn child triggers his opponent's PTSD. Yeah, and then he has to shoot hair. I want to get over it. <laughs> Resident Warhammer nerd says, just another swing and a miss. Riley, boxing not realistic, but not fantastic. S. Bubby, we have tomorrow's Joe at home. Nice. Uh, Scott, post-war Japan piece turns pretty boring. Spike says, behold, the almighty firebombing wank arm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Of course. Hey, you had to get one. Oh, in. yeah, you had to. The laughing fool, flop like butter, sting like bee, apostrophe. <laughs> it's very Ooh. New York City. Yeah. The Wolf, the Wood of the Trafalgar says, Improved since Bone Collection. Keep retrying. <laughs> Thor's, aka Daniel. Fair. Haha, -ha, he said the thing. <laughs> he did. Peter Griffin. <laughs> Watchtower says, At least it isn't Bone Collection. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. And Dave, what was yours? Okay, so I had two that I thought were actually pretty good. So you guys tell me which one you like more. I said, Sadly, this punch out ain't a knockout. And B grade writing has no sting. Mm hmm. So, I don't know. I thought both of those were pretty solid, but do you guys have think one was better? Hmm. I like the Punch-Out one. I like the Punch-Out one. Mm. I told you I'd reference Punch-Out at the show episode. All right, and then, Jordan, how about you? What was your six-word summary? I don't see any heart here. Sad Kubo noises. <laughs> the heart. Oh, God. And Super Dave, what was yours? Well, in honor of the community doing alphabetical alliteration, <laughs> this is my submission. Boxers brief bout battling belligerent bastards. Nice. I love it. I also want to say that Grey Potter has actually collected all of them and sorted them so you can read them in the Discord. Um, unfortunately, we do not have time to read all 30 plus of them on no. top of the ones we've just read. But please, everyone go check that out on the Discord. And then now our favorite part. I think we all think this sucks. Super Dave, do you think this is a flop or a certified flop? Uh, I can go for full certified flop. Yeah, I can. I can be easily convinced. But I was really invested in the opening chapters, even though I was waiting for the shoe to drop on this one. <laughs> yeah, 
especially after this discussion, I can certainly go for certified flop. I can respect that. Bone Collection had three decent chapters. Yeah. As is this right. series. Yeah. Well, it had two. He's got three good chapters in him. Maybe. No, this is certified for me. This sucks. This sucks, man. God. <laughs> it's better than Bone Collection by like a mile, but that just shows you how bad Bone Collection was. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was a time I really thought, is this not a flop? And then I was like, no, it definitely sucks. So yeah, I'm with you guys. This is a certified yeah. flop. Super Dave, so what would you say someone should check out instead of reading this? I'm pretty sure Baki's probably going to come up at some point. There, This manga kind of reminded me of a, another one. So have you heard of a manga called, well, the, 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 it comes out to Rock and Roll Ricky by uh, Jun Watanabe. Have you heard of that? Tell me more. Okay. So Rock and Roll Ricky, or is like the, the manga is RRR exclamation point. And it's a, it's a seinen manga. It's a boxing manga. So it's a little bit mature. But the general idea is you got this uh, slacker musician, Ricky Taro. He wants to be a rock star, but he's 27 out of shape. You know, he's got uh, waning prospects and a bulging waistline. So so he joins his gym's like boxer sizing club in order to lose weight and get back into shape because he's got a record label deal coming up. Jim happens to be filming a reality TV show with the retired boxing world champion, essentially doing a couch to 5K for boxing, you know, undergo his training and take the pro license test all in three months. So that's the basic setup. There's a lot more going on and there's a lot of responsibility that our main character has to face and a lot of adversity has to face. And it's just really satisfying to watch this guy go from a full slacker and to basically basically following his boxing career. And it's just only like a, over a hundred chapters total, but I think it was like a monthly series. So it's, you're not, you have a short boxing career, but it's like this one where it's really just about this guy overcoming his own, you know, adversities. To be fair, most boxing careers aren't that long. No. Unfortunately, kind of. Who's that one boxer that had a really long career because he was super defensive? Pacquiao? Yeah, Pacquiao. Had that, that was just literally by design is why his career lasted so long. Or do you mean Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, this manga more or less ended because I think Jun Watanabe got tired of writing a boxing story. So at a, at a certain point, just like, OK, we're going to flash cut to uh, like the end of the guys, like the, like the height of the guy's career, because <laughs> he's like, I, I think he just wanted to move on. Because it was it's a good manga. It's just at a certain point, Jun Watanabe goes, OK, I'm done writing. Time skip. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Respect. The series didn't have a time skip, by the way. I was surprised. They were just like, nah, he's uh, he's boxing when he's 15. Fuck you. With like three weeks of training. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. But that's a really cool recommendation. Jordan, uh, what is yours? Uh, I feel like Baki is kind of the overall recommendation, but I'm going to recommend Battles Without Honor and Humanity, which is a uh, movie that I watched for another podcast that I was on. And this movie is about uh, post-war Japan uh, and how like the Yakuza kind of take over through the power vacuum and stuff. And it follows like a character who who like immediate post-war Japan joins up with them. Uh, it's a really good good and interesting movie it's also apparently extremely influential in japan like apparently if you watch a bunch of japanese movies you'll see references to it oh yeah i remember you mentioning that yeah but it's it's a really good movie i definitely recommend it okay mine actually is quite similar to your super dave where i wanted to recommend uh takatore which uh i, I feel pretty good that that most people haven't heard of this it is about a japanese teenager who i forget how it really starts but essentially a pop idol takes her under takes him under her wing and he and she becomes his personal trainer and it's like super accurate where every hmm. chapter is about a different fitness exercise so they're like here's how you squat right and it'll even say things like make sure your knees don't go past your toes you know here's how you can check if your posture is healthy here's oh. how you stretch properly here's why diet is important so it's actually very informational but it's just like she's just like helping this overweight japanese teenager get into shape yeah like i'm looking at uh the manga chapters right now and the second one is two ways to squat and the side lunge <laughs> Oddly, extremely accurate. Chapter four okay. is called H I I T. <laughs> yeah, it's all about <laughs> training. I, they huh. don't fuck around. You really actually learn a lot about exercise reading this series. Chapter five is just called calories. This is great. <laughs> oh wow! So so what? It's like a less horny version of how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Yes. <laughs> It's lighthearted, but like all of the fitness stuff is completely accurate. He tried to write a chapter around any like each idea for exercise. Oh, my God. Like maybe the, yeah, the author yeah. himself cool. was like, shit, I got to lose weight. And like, no joke. They're like, um, you got to make a manga. And he's like, fuck, I don't know. This is what I'm thinking about a lot lately. Yeah. So hey, it works. It hey, works. Hey. And then, though, uh, Jordan, we call this a certified flop. I would say it's pretty safe to bet this isn't the worst thing because this is better than Bone Collection. It's literally better than the previous manga this guy mm -hmm. wrote, which is sad. Easy decision. Yes. Easy dub. 
then let's get into wrap up. Super Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you filling out the form. Just a reminder, actually, I should have said that at the start. Anyone who wants to be a guest on the show, we have a form. I cannot promise we can get to everyone, but we do always try and look when we have opportunities to get people who filled it out. It's called the Be a Guest. It's linked on every episode. If you don't see it, it should be on our website or post in the Discord. Um, but yeah, where can people who want to get more Super Dave in their life find all of the great things you do? Oh boy. Well, if you really must have more of me in your life, you can find me on Instagram and threads. So the account is Treehouse Anime Pod, all one word. You can keep up with to date with the podcast with a few extra goodies like cat pictures. One of the my cats is in my lap right now, sleeping while, while oh. we're doing this. The we also have a Discord. So the link is in the Instagram bio. It's completely free to join. You know, we have a really small but also engaged community over there. As young as this podcast is, the the Treehouse Anime Club podcast is, I'm very fortunate to have people who consistently write for 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 the show <laughs> hell yeah yeah i gotta say we, we only are like brand new as of may this year so it is oh, insane wow. just how how much people have engaged with it it's awesome so oh, yeah. for, yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm just consistently blown away. So my next episode is the last main topic of this year. So this is episode 15. It's going to drop on December 13th. It's going to cover the making of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. Every fifth episode this year, I've been, the, the theme has been wrapping up the Toonami Space Western trilogy of Trigun, Outlaw Star, and Bebop, uh, because they're all celebrating their 25th anniversaries for their original Japanese releases. So it just worked out this year. I would have done it anyway. That is really cool. 25th anniversary celebration helps. I never yep. thought of those as like a Toonami so, trilogy, but like you're you're kind of right. I always thought about how cool a Trigun crossover would have been with Cowboy Bebop or us. No, it was Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop would have been a cool crossover. I have never seen Outlaw Star. If you like the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's got that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome, though. I got a couple of bonus episodes through the year as well. After Bebop, I'm doing a short one of just ranking my top 10 anime of 2013, along with a bunch of write-ins for Instagram threads and the Treehouse, Treehouse Discord. So there should still be time to get your write-ins if you follow the Instagram. Oh, man. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Jordan, I want to say props for uh, being a great co-host and helping with the editing. You're welcome, David. And thank you so much for also being such a good co-host and editing and, you know, just being just being a sweet guy, David. Thank you for being so thick. I try. <laughs> and I want to get props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, Tumblr Shonen-Flop, our website ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. As we talked about, join the Shonen Flop Discord. Got a ton of great discussion. You can submit your six-word summary. Just discuss the episode, you know, submit some questions for us. Or whatever else is on your mind and if you've been enjoying the podcast and help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon wouldn't be able to keep the show going without their wonderful support um you get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content including jordan what are we dropping in december for our patrons well we are covering uh some various uh pilots for series that we have yeah. read in the past so we're going to be seeing prototypes of series, including iron knight red hood and some other friends i completely forgot that iron knight existed yeah, I did too. All right. You could even be sitting in listening to our recordings live or listen to our more audio. Find at patreon.com slash shown and flop. I'm going to read off our wonderful patrons. First of all, I want to give a big thank you to our dolphin dad patrons. Dill could crack an egg on my face, say dinner's up, and it would be the best meal of my life. <laughs> Glornak and Rachel. <laughs> Moving on down to our ravioli tier where you get weekly pictures of my adorable little goblin dog ravioli. She's been having a ton of fun at the park. A name written in Japanese. Chris, Eva, Karate Chopsticks, T, Trevor Schechner. I want to give a shout out to T who found out that one of our patrons up her patron and he wanted me to love him more so he upped his again uh trevor schechner and then moving on down to our king of the forest we have 090z bandit stoof my girlfriend chad jacob andrew galloway kirby mon marty max baker sarah hydra and team wolfwood i also want to give a big thank you to our galactic ball federation officers and our beast children hell yeah thank you so much i love all of you check out mission ignition and also uh we, me and Steph, we got a new kitty 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 he's so cute he's two months old Aww. oh my god he is he is this cute little gray kitty his name is ozzy he is a little sack of beans you know i love him a little bit of a handful but that's okay because you can't be mad at him because he's just he's so cute so yeah, I can't be mad at Ravioli for being a goblin dog. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the sign off. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Icehead Gill. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Super Dave. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. That, yeah. Know. That's a uh, pow, pow, pow. Bye. <laughs> bye.